Hello Forever family and welcome to another virtual Sunday of worship together. You know what, I'll take it any any chance I can uh, just to know that that we are connected some way, somehow, because God says we're two or more together. He is there. So I know for every person listening to this message right now, the Holy Spirit is with us. And I praise God for that. So as we continue in this season of many revelations and epiphanies, um, we need to take a deeper look at some scriptures where God reveals Jesus as the Messiah. So in this week's scripture, we're going to take a closer look at Matthew 1, and we're going to look at the verses 4 through 11. So I'm reading from the NIV version. So Mark 1, I think I might have said Matthew earlier. I meant Mark if I did. Mark 1, verse 4 through 11, starting with verse 4. And so John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sin. The whole Judea countryside and all of the people of Jerusalem went out to him. They were confessing their sins. They were baptized by him in the Jordan River. John wore clothing made of camel hair with a leather belt around his waist and he ate locusts and wild honey. Now, I'm sorry, I have to interject here. That just sounds like one of the commercials for one of those very expensive food programs. You know, the ones where you spend $500 a month to eat three calories. Sorry, just a little side note there. So starting in verse seven, and this was his message. After me comes one more powerful than I, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you in water, but he will baptize you in the Holy Spirit. Starting in verse 9. At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee. He was baptized by John in the Jordan. Just as Jesus came up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven saying, you are my son whom I love and with you, I am well pleased. I pray that God adds his blessing to the reading of his word. So for me, when I hear the word baptism, I do think of John the Baptist. I think of John baptizing Jesus and the dove that descended. That, that is always in my thoughts as I watch somebody being baptized. Now the idea of the ceremonial washing or the cleansing, it appears repeatedly in the, um, in the mosaic laws of, of purification. You can find scriptures in Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, all that talk about the cleansing and the washing ritual, the purification. So later, uh, Judaism incorporated this, this form of cleansing and purification into its idea 
of the new covenant relationship by using baptism as like a ritual of, of initiation, which reflected or, or has been reflected in the writings that were found in the Dead Sea Scrolls. So while, while Jesus was baptized to show his willingness to serve God, God showed that Jesus is his son and the Messiah through the signs that John witnessed and the others there that day witnessed. So scripture is saying that, that baptism is, is like a two-way conversation between God and mankind. So let, let's note the signs that John saw. First, God proclaimed Jesus is his son and that he is well pleased with him. Second, Jesus is the one that will take away our sins, the sins of the world, as the Messiah. And then third, through, through John, God revealed Jesus to Israel and the world. Jews and Gentiles. Jesus didn't just like pat himself on the back and be like, hey, y'all, look at me. No, when, when God reveals something, he does it where there are witnesses. Again, where two or more gather. So when one person says something, the other one confirms, yes, I watched God move in this person's life. And then lastly, Jesus was baptized with the Holy Spirit. The Spirit descended upon him. You know, we, we actually state these facts when we confess our faith in the Apostles' Creed. So join me real quick, if you will. Let's just go through the Apostles' Creed together as one voice, one voice of believers. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sin, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Now this, this account is one of a few that occurs in the four Gospels. It actually initiates the ministry of Jesus. It sets a public... Um, starting point. By bringing John and Jesus together, it gives a prophetic affirmation to his ministry with many who witnessed the Holy Spirit in the form of the dove and heard God's voice. It publicly introduced the ministry of Jesus to Gentiles and Jews. So let's dive into a little bit of background information, because again, I got to know, I'm a visual person. I want to know what's going on in the surrounding area. Give me a visual, how it looked, what's going on. So the information about the area uh, of the Jordan River that was used for baptisms. Now, I grew up in the country, just like many of you did. 
we would run and jump in a creek and play in the water. And, you know, if you had a great tree, just the right tree in the right spot, you probably even had a tire swing at the end of an old ratty rope that was due to break any time. I know this because I experienced one of those ropes breaking as a young child. But for many of us, we played in the water where we saw many large rocks and they were the perfect hiding places for those little non-poisonous water snakes. Now, I know this is very symbolic of the days we are currently living in, but I don't want to get sidetracked there. We'll, we'll save that for a, for a later sermon. But the Jordan is not the same as the creeks that, that we have in mind, that so many of us played in. The wilderness where John lived was very, very much a, a desolate, isolated region. It extended from Jerusalem along the shores of the Dead Sea. On the northern end of the wilderness is where we find the Jordan River near Jericho. Now, this area is marked as the baptisms. It's, it's also from here that Jesus went into the wilderness to be tempted. The traditional mount of temptation is just west of Jericho. See, to me, that's important because learning the scriptures in my early 20s, when, I, when people talked about Jesus being baptized and then going into the wilderness to be tempted, in my mind, I pictured this long journey in between the two areas. But looking back in history and maps and things like that, that's not true. So let's move toward um, hearing God's voice from heaven. This contains... Um, several important details for the Jews of this, this time and period. See, the Jews of this period had come to the conclusion that the, the Spirit of God was very um, inactive. It was There was very little being seen or heard. Prophecy had ceased. Some sort of voice from heaven was something they probably hoped to hear because during the time of the Old Testament and New Testament, in between there, it's noted that no one heard from God. So to have a combination of all three things would, would have given a huge indication of the beginning of the Messiah, the, the Messianic age that was upon them. We may feel as if like the world is, is somewhat slipping into a time that might resemble the period between the Old Testament and the New Testament of not hearing God, not seeing God move. But we have to remember that even when we don't see God moving around us, he's still working all things for the good. He's still providing manna when we feel lost in the wilderness. He's still parting our spiritual Red Seas to make a way for us to reach safety from the enemy. 
he's still moving mountains to open doors of opportunities for each of us, no matter how large or how small they are. He's still walking with us as the Holy Spirit. So we're never alone in this battle. And when the enemy is trying to throw guilt and shame and regret and fear in our faces, we can stand firm on God's word that the battle's already been won. Jesus broke the hold of eternal death when he went to the cross, paid our debt for our sin, and made a way for us to experience eternal life in peace and rejoicing in the presence of God. So no matter what we do, I pray that each one of us do it with the fullness of hearing, well done, my faithful servant, when we come into the presence of God. Let's lift our hearts to the Lord in prayer. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, we lift our hearts to you with praise and thanksgiving. We're thankfully seeking you through epiphanies and revelations as you reveal more and more of your kingdom to us, especially with all the current situations going on in this world. We bow humbly at the feet of your throne because you loved us so much that you sent Jesus to walk with mankind, to teach mankind, to bring mankind back into a relationship with you and to pay the ultimate price for our sin debt against you. Sometimes we forget that our sin is directly against you. May we continue to grow stronger in our faith as we draw closer to you through each step of our journey alongside the Holy Spirit. And now let's pray with one voice to God as you taught your disciples so long ago. Dear Lord, now we pray as one voice together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. And all God's children said, Amen. Please know that I am praying for each of you as we travel through this spiritual journey together, whether it's face-to-face -face in fellowship or through virtual connection. I pray that we do get to share many hours of fellowship throughout 2021 as we strive to, to be the hands and feet of God. And I look forward to the time when we are actually in fellowship together. So always remember to speak life, be a blessing, put your faith feet into action to cause a positive ripple effect. Because if we don't like what's going on in our community, we are the change. We can't just complain about it. We have to be the change. So until next time, much agape, everybody.